I usually don't eat right before a workout because otherwise it kind of makes my stomach upset. Sometimes I don't eat. It's bad. Today's episode is about what to eat before, during, and after you work out. Let's find out. This is Spot On, a healthy wellness podcast for college students, soon-to-be college students, or anyone that knows a college student. Spot On breaks through the latest health and wellness information hijacked from media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji Blake. I am a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition in You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Before we get to our guest, let's go back onto the streets to find out what college students are eating. We asked students, what do you eat before a workout? I ate a thing of string cheese. Pasta, I would say. Just because it's my normal lunch. Yeah, I've been eating lemon Luna bars. I usually don't eat right before a workout because otherwise it kind of makes my stomach upset. Yogurt, granola and berries, or um, a protein bar. Yeah, I eat pre-workout before a workout. It's like a powder that you mix with water. Gets you like pretty focused for the workout. Sometimes I don't eat. It's bad. Maybe like a sandwich or something, so like a bit of everything. Then we asked, why do you eat this? I don't really know if that's the correct thing to eat. Just because it tastes good. Protein. Because I didn't want a big heavy meal because I didn't want to feel sick or get cramps, but I also needed something with like protein. I saw on YouTube channels that Cliff Bars were actually good to eat before a workout because it gives you a lot of energy and it's a lot of protein in it. But I see other <laughs> right. fitness people do and they recommend it. My friend like three years ago told me about it. You try and eat something that's healthy and like filling and that has like a good balance of like, you know, vegetables, carbs. On today's show, I'm so excited to have Lauren O'Brien. She's a college sports specialist dietitian. She has a master's degree and she's also a registered dietitian and nutritionist. So Lauren, uh, thank you for coming on Spot On. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So tell me this, how did you get interested in sports dietetics? That's a good question. I think that, you know, growing up, I was always, you know, playing sports and on sports teams. And then uh, my family, you know, my uncle had always coached at um, a collegiate level for um, football and then also kind of went into the NFL. And I was always kind of really interested in how performance nutrition. Wait, wait, back up. (laughs) Went into the NFL? Coaching. Uh, yeah, hello. Yeah. Where, what, what team? He was at um, the Vikings and then <gasps> also the Rams. and Oh, and actually the Carolina Panthers, yeah. Oh, just three little yeah, teams. Yeah, just like pretty average. So this sports thing is in your blood. Yeah, totally. It's a genetic it's, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Something that I didn't share off the bat here, you have this initials after your mm-hmm. name here. Lots of letters. Lot, lots <laughs> of letters, like alphabet soup here, <laughs> but it's CSST. D. Mm-hmm. What, what what does that stand for? So that is um, Board Certified Sports Specialist okay. Dietitian. Okay. 
the test is purely about like those details and like those kind of background facts that you want to make sure you know so that you can give your athletes the best recommendations. Sure. And it's very science heavy, isn't Super it? Super science heavy. Yeah. It's really about like during the exercise physiology process, why do you need carbs and things like that? Right. So this is not, like, gee, what, what carb is a, you know, a nice source for somebody to no. carry in a backpack? This is why. <laughs> yes. Why you need this blank amount mm-hmm. before he or she's going to get on the court or do whatever we do. How many teams do you work? So we have 19 varsity level teams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ni- yeah. ni- 19, like one less than 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we have um, just over, you know, 550 student athletes here at BU. And um, those are those are my people who I work with. So we're talking people that really exert themselves. We're not talking like the chess team. We're like talking that, although if I played chess, I would be sweating. I would be sweating for sure. And you and I together. Right. Okay. All right. So, you know, this is challenging because, you know, I think that a lot of people don't realize that there's a science Mm -hmm. behind sports nutrition or working out. And they oftentimes can fall prey Mm -hmm. to a lot of media headlines. And most importantly, or most unfortunately, a lot of celebrities. Totally. And, you know, I have to tell you a funny story. When um, Tom Brady, who is beloved, let's let's put that right out there. Tom Brady first came out with his book, Mm -hmm. um, TB12. I got interviewed a lot about it because people would say to me, is this it? Like, should, should every parent be teaching their child how to eat like Tom Brady. And, and, you know, I would say, you know, listen, you know, there's a lot going on here for Tom Brady to be Tom Brady. I mean, my son is a jock, and he could eat avocado ice cream, which is a favorite of Tom Brady's, until he's green, and there's no way my son's going to be, you know, uh, Tom Brady. I'm more likely to be Giselle. You know what I mean? Really. (laughs) I mean, it's not happening. So I said, you know, this diet works for Tom Brady mm-hmm. and he's a lot more to go on it but how you know how often do you hear from athletes or everybody say well I know this sports person is eating this way and so and I want to eat that way a lot I think that we see these kind of trends happening um, with like Djokovic the tennis player for example he follows a gluten-free diet because he has celiac disease okay. But when he was diagnosed, um, he started improving because his body was able to absorb better. And so people started thinking in the athletic, kind of the amateur athletic and performance community, um, is gluten-free something that's going to help us better perform? Same thing what happened when Tom Brady came out with his diet, with the alkaline diet and kind of focusing on meats and fruits and vegetables. So that must make you crazy, though, because, you know, you get all these questions because celebrities are asking you things. And now you and you're just like, I took this test and Mm -hmm. it's based on science. And, you know, these celebrities are just doing it. So let's get down to help, you know, our college students. What should they eat maybe before, during, or after the the workout to help them fuel it and Mm -hmm. give us a little reason why? So let's take it from the top. So definitely before a workout, I think sometimes we hear this myth that if, you know, your workout's less than an hour, you don't need to fuel leading up to it. But I always, you know, talk about just our nutrition foundation. Um, A lot of students might work out in the morning, and if they've gone to bed at 12, even if they're getting up at 5, they've gone beyond what their food is able to sustain them. Um, And so really, I always say for um, leading into a workout, if you can't tolerate anything, 
carbohydrates are essential and start with those. So a lot of times I'll say to my athletes, start with even a quarter of a banana and try doing that for a week and then build from there. Ultimately, I would want to see them have some having something that's about two thirds carbohydrate and about a third protein. The carbohydrate is really what's, you know, fueling that workout. And I always say that the protein kind of acts as a primer. It kind of helps start to repair and replenish that tissue that you've been really demanding on during that workout. Okay. So that's very common about, you know, the nervousness or the un- totally. feeling uncomfortable about, you know, eating before, and mm-hmm. as you heard in the, when we went to the streets, that was you know common. People said, "I don't want to eat anything because I'm going to get sick." Right. And I can remember when I was running, I could only do like a half of a banana. Mm-hmm. That was it. Otherwise, I couldn't run. Yeah. But I probably didn't do enough, maybe, and therefore that's why I probably at one mile and I was back home. You know, so that was probably a reason <laughs> why that didn't work out for me. That's why I don't run anymore. So that's interesting. So because you think about protein after the mm-hmm. workout, so. If you're going to have some carbohydrate, you said start like with a quarter banana, then work your way up. What kind of what protein would you have with that? Protein is definitely based off of what can you tolerate, mm-hmm. um, and that's for any of the pre and post workout meals and snacks. I always say start first with what you can tolerate, and then build from there. Um, even though uh, the protein in something like a peanut butter also has the fat in there, mm-hmm. so sometimes that slows down the release, a lot of people do tolerate it before a workout, mm-hmm. and it's a nice one because you don't have to worry about it being cold or things like that. Um, we also have a lot of athletes who um, will do something like a yogurt or um, kind of a yogurt drink beforehand mm-hmm. just because, again, that's got the simpler carbohydrate in it, easier for your body to break down, and then there's that protein factor that's going to help sustain it. Those tend to be like two of the most common ones that athletes will choose then there's always just the easy go-to bars that people can it can go for um and someone in the the kind of uh you know when we were leading in and talking mm-hmm. to some people on the street um one of those things that they mentioned is things like cliff bars and right. those are really great options because they're made with wholesome ingredients great and that's what we're always kind of pushing for our pre-workout post-workout as well right so something like a kind bar or something that is just has real food in it yeah that, that, exactly right. so our athletes tend to have um, in, in our fueling station that we have for the athletes here, we have a variety of pre-workout bars, and those might be things like the Honey Stinger Waffles. Mm-hmm. Um, we do some bare naked granola bites um, that have some peanut butter in them. Oh, I like the bites idea because they're small. They're totally, they're so small, and they're so easy to digest, and they can really just pop however many they feel like they need and use them that way, so they're great. Right, and it doesn't have to be a bar. I mean, you could just doesn't. take, right? You could take some crackers. You could take crackers with peanut butter. Right, you right. could do yogurt and granola. You right. could do cereal with milk, any of those things work right. really well. Okay, so so really having something, even if you're going to go work out, because it, having something prior to will help you do a better workout. Exactly. Okay. Basically, like you don't want your body, just like you don't want your car running on fumes, you don't want your body running on fumes. You don't want it to be having to take from its stores, which I think a lot of times when people think, oh, if I don't work out, my body's going to burn the fat that I have. Um, but a lot of the carbohydrate that your body wants to use for energy is stored in your muscles. And so it's going to utilize that energy from your muscles. Even if it can be less than an hour, you should mm-hmm. really do something to, to fuel that. What about um, beverages? Should you <clears throat> should you drink something? You always talk about if you're dehydrated, you can't, you know, function. So before the workout or during? 
Well, well, let's do before. Yeah, so before the workout, um, definitely, especially, again, those early morning workouts, because normally if you're working out over the course of the day, you usually have something where you're kind of hydrating yourself. But as you go through the night, your body is um, sweating and losing fluids. Mm. Every time you breathe, you're losing fluids. Um, so a lot of us wake up in the morning underhydrated. Um, so usually I say even just starting the day with 12 to 20 ounces of water is going to be enough to kind of get your hydration status to a better point. Um, just because your muscles are so water dense to go into a workout under hydrated is going to put you at risk for injury long term. That's really interesting because you, you say you're like you're losing fluid mm -hmm. while you're sleeping and all you do is get up in the morning and go to the bathroom. Yeah. So you're thinking like, <laughs> well, how can I be losing it? I'm like, I want to get rid of it here. I know. So you actually need to be drinking something before Absolutely. you go. And you know, I, I, what, come on, coffee. I mean, I can't even put my sneakers on unless I, I have coffee in the morning. So what do you think? So I always think about the, the cost benefit with coffee going into workouts. Um, it has been shown to improve athletic performance. It's one of the only things that there's actually concrete evidence supporting it. And that's due to the? That's due to the caffeine. Right, okay. um, but I always say caffeine also increases our heart rate and also our mm. blood pressure, which also happens when we work out. So are we compounding those effects and putting ourselves at greater risk for some kind of homeostatic things that might not be as beneficial to us? So. Um, I don't ever recommend it. Uh, I usually say think about the other times of the day where you could have it um, because your workout's going to be something to get your energy up as well. So if you can get into that workout before you have your coffee and hold off on having it, I usually tell athletes to do that instead. But you could have decaf. You totally could have decaf. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I just need that. You need that flavor. They need that flavor <laughs> in the morning where I can get anything going. There. Okay, great. So now we showed up. Yes. We're at the gym and we're going to work out. Yeah. And so do if you're going to work out for like an hour on the treadmill or and then maybe lift weights or something, just mm -hmm. whatever it is, or 45 minutes, should you eat something during that? If you're working out for under an hour, you're usually good okay. just to rehydrate with okay. fluids. If you're going beyond that, or maybe you're training for some kind of marathon where your time is really increasing, you do need to replenish. Um, and I usually say, don't wait until you're feeling burned out. You should be mm. proactive about this. Once you kind of hit that 60 minute mark, that's where you need to be replenishing what you're doing. Um, so usually it's about the equivalent of like two to four cups of Gatorade or about like 30 grams of carbohydrate. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that people tolerate, but this is really the time where I say the quality that you're getting is not as important. It's about the carbohydrates that you're able to tolerate, you're able to digest. So first of all, tell me what 30 grams is of carbohydrates. What, what yeah, would so that like? would be like one and a half slices of bread. Okay. It would be like a handful or two of something like pretzels. Um, any like kind of gummy candy works mm -hmm. really well for that too. And that would usually, again, be about something that would fit in, in your palm. Right. Now, if you were not an athlete mm -hmm. per se you're not you're not you're going for the nfl or anything but you're just working out because mm -hmm. you're college you want to work out so would gummy bears be a good thing totally or, or, or really okay so would i was thinking gee should i have some fruits to make it more nutritious so mm -hmm. i get anything what what Sometimes with the fruit, the fruit's nice because it is a simple carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. So again, it's going to be easier for your body to break down. But that paired with the fiber that tends to be in fruit means that sometimes we get really cramped up. We tend to get bloated. Um, the fiber is going to slow down some of that digestion. Um, I do say that you know people usually tolerate something like a banana pretty well, mm -hmm. but anything usually beyond that tends to be too fibrous to have actually during our workouts. Okay, good to know. So banana, banana is going to be our buzzword. For banana today. is like honestly, it's so easily tolerated. 
tolerated, pretty highly acceptable for a lot of people, so it tends to be like such an easy one to that, incorporate. That's absolutely, that's great, that's great. So you should have then, when you're talking about fluids during it, mm -hmm. ca is water just enough if you're having a banana or do you have to have the sports drinks? Under the hour, you're probably good to stick with your water. Okay. Um, but anything beyond that is really where you do want to make sure you're replenishing your electrolytes. Um, a lot of times we focus a lot on the sodium and people think I have to only take salt tabs. Um, but there's so many other electrolytes that are part of muscle function that if you're not replenishing those, you're, you're um, changing up your balance of electrolytes to fluid, which can be a risk long term for the most part you're pretty good if you're just you know making sure you are replenishing but um, during your workout times that are over that hour is when something like a, a sports drink is totally appropriate to have so what when you say electrolytes we know sodium what are the what are electrolytes? we would go for things like magnesium potassium and also calcium um, so all of those things are essential parts of muscle function um, we're back to the banana again aren't back we? to the banana, banana again, again. yeah because with the potassium <laughs> the potassium I know and yogurt's good too right yes because so. the yogurt has so many of those things because um, I think I was actually having a conversation about this with one of my athletes earlier where he said, like, is it okay for me to have dairy? Because mm -hmm. there's also some research that's been out there about um, can dairy increase our risk of inflammation, which if you're demanding a lot of your muscles, you want to work on decreasing that. But again, it's the cost benefit. And I tend to find that the electrolytes that are, um, you know, part of our dairy products tend to give us a better benefit than the research that's sometimes pointing to an increase in inflammation. Wow, that's really, really interesting because we know we have to get more dairy in our diet and why don't you get it as a snack pre, mm -hmm. post, during, whatever, uh, to fuel it. Exactly. And you know, you could get the yogurt drinks, like yeah. you had started out and saying, which is easy and that would give you so more easy. fluid than mm -hmm. like, just say a carton of yogurt. Yeah, you're kind of killing two birds with one, one stone with that one. Fabulous. So then you worked out and you got your fluid. Yep. Now what? So now we we talk a lot about this kind of like window of opportunity after the workout. I'm sure most people have heard about this like 30 to 60 minutes. That's where you got to really make sure you're getting, you know, everything that you need. Um, and that usually means, again, a balance of carbohydrate and protein. Um, but more research is even showing that even up to 48 hours after a workout, your body is still rebuilding and repairing, especially if you're someone who does quick turnaround in your workouts. That would be like 12 hours sometimes between workouts. Um, so that's where we really say, okay, right after your workout, you do need the carbohydrate and protein where it's you know 30 to 40 grams of carbohydrate. So again, maybe like two slices of bread okay. um, and then about like 20 grams of protein. So yeah. that might be like three eggs or like three tablespoons of a peanut butter, um, something like that so 20 grams of protein what are we talking here about you know two ounces what are we talking in, in so that's people? usually going to be about three ounces yeah, okay. so what would fit in your palm okay um, and I always say too if you're like finishing up your workout and heading right into lunch or dinner you can just build a nice well-balanced plate you're gonna hit that no problem okay. um, but if you're finishing up a workout and maybe you're running to class you want to make sure that you're giving your body something that has that right balance that's interesting because some students do that mm -hmm. and especially if they do it in the morning Absolutely. when we started the this whole thing mm -hmm. that they they should have breakfast they should make sure that they have breakfast mm -hmm. if it's in the morning before they go to class or during class mm -hmm. and so that's fairly important so they have to pack the water or the the drink and they have to pack the the breakfast yep. and make sure they get to class definitely so do you need protein supplements you know i very rarely recommend protein supplements um 
unless there's someone who is really struggling to like increase their weight or something like that, um, just because, um, number one, most of us get double the amount of protein that we need. Um, So we're usually hitting it. Um, And then on top of that, they're not regulated. Um, So it can be just like a really scary place in terms of what may be in them, like drugs or fillers that's not supposed to be. Um, There may be amounts of things in there that they don't know. So maybe there's much more caffeine in there than the label actually says. Um, So we actually, you know, I... I have a protein powder that I provide in our post-workout smoothies for our athletes, but it's been certified by a third party as safe. Um, So usually I say, unless you feel like you absolutely need to, they're not essential to recovering well from a workout. Right. But but, but having protein will be. Yes. So let's just go back to protein in Mother Nature. And that yes. was the eggs. Cheese. Cheese works perfect. We chocolate heard... milk is one we always hear. Okay. Let's talk about chocolate I milk. I know. Everybody's talking about chocolate milk. So tell me about this. So the reason chocolate milk is such a great one is because the carbohydrate that's in it from the naturally occurring lactose um, is a simpler carbohydrate. So your body's going to digest it really quickly, refuel everything that you need, and then the balance of carbohydrate to protein is exactly what we mentioned earlier. Gives you that nice ratio. Um, And then it comes from an animal, and we tend to digest animal proteins even better than other plant-based proteins. Um, And it tastes really good, and most of us tend to like it. So... Right. It tends to be an easy one. And you got the fluids. Yeah, you yeah. get, and yes, exactly. Thank you, Joan. Right, well, you do, you get the fluids too. I'm taking notes. Here. I know. <laughs> now tell me about protein because everyone says, oh, I want to build protein mm-hmm. mass. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I'm i starting to work at the gym. Have you noticed? <laughs> yeah. I've noticed. I yes, know. We yeah. did bump into we each other there. We bumped into each other and I, you got a little nervous because I was I very am, intimidated. I am, I, I, you should be. But wait a month. I mean, no messing with me because I am starting to weight train. Yeah. Um, so I was, let's talk about that yeah. because, of course, people often say, oh, I'm weight training. Mm-hmm. I, I, to build protein or build muscle mass, I need to eat protein. Mm-hmm. So you, what's the story on that? So um, we do need protein to build muscle. It's absolutely a fact that we need it. Uh, but if we don't have a strong base of the carbohydrate and fats that our body wants to use for fuel first, the protein that we're consuming is not going to be used for building muscle and repairing tissue. It's going to go to energy balance. It's going to help maintain our heart rate and our blood pressure and be doing those things that carbohydrate and fat should be doing. So in other words, you're going to burn it. You're going to burn it. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. I know. Because I always think protein's like gold. I know. And like, you know, a, a carbohydrates, it's like pennies. Yeah. So, so you're going to be burning the gold. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So you don't want to do that. That's not what you want to do. And we, we, when I always describe it to my athletes as protein protein sparing. You want to spare and save that protein or save that gold, as you say, for what you want it to do. And if you're having it take the place of the carbohydrates and fats, it can't do that. Right, right. And people think, okay, I'm I'm lifting weights, so I'm going to have a lot of protein, but they don't realize that you... The, the carbohydrates is going to give you the energy exactly. so you can lift those weights. Mm-hmm. A- and if you don't have the energy... I mean, lift the weights, the energy, but also the focus because our brain wants to use it for fuel first. The transport of blood, our red blood cells want to use it for, for energy sur- um, first. So to get that iron and to get that blood to our muscles, to fuel those muscles, carbohydrate needs to be your foundation. Right. Okay. That's really, really good to know. I've been hearing that the whole time yeah. for fuel and for recovery. Mm-hmm. So when I, if I, I have to make sure I have the banana with some proteins exactly. before I lift all those weights. There, you uh, go. there I go. There, I'm doing that. But you know, a lot of college students, you know, are really into oh, you know, working out mm-hmm. and feeling good, which is great because it's good for them health wise, but it's also good for them as a stress release. Absolutely. Um, but 
they often are really particular about their workout mm -hmm. foods or whatever, but the rest of the diet is, you know, yeah, <laughs> out to lunch. I say, so tell us, you know, can you just like, okay, I just worry about when I work out and yeah. don't worry about the rest of the diet. Tell us about this. So I always talk about two different facets of our, our, of our nutrition. One is just our basic nutrition foundation and the other one is your athletic or your performance foundation or your mm -hmm. workout foundation. If you don't have a strong nutrition foundation, everything you're doing pre and post workout doesn't matter because if your body doesn't have the fuel to keep you alive as a person, get you to class, allow you to do your homework, then what you're doing for your workouts is not being optimized in the way that it can. So you have to focus on making sure that your meal pattern over the course of the day is well balanced and contains a variety of foods so that your body can utilize your pre and post workout for fueling that workout and then recovering from it. I see. So that makes all the sense in the world. So in other words, you can't just look at it as, as time related to the workout mm -hmm. because you want to have the other diet have a good baseline. So this could be when fuel it. When you think about your your workout diet is really your daily diet. Exactly. It totally is because really we're talking about a small percentage of our day when we're looking at our pre and post workout. But you have all these other opportunities sure. to get what you need. Sure. And so you're really looking at this small part of it that's part of this bigger puzzle that if you don't focus on that first then again what you're doing is not really gonna be optimized in the way that you want it right right so what do you see is the mistakes that a lot of students make um, definitely not eating before their workouts mm -hmm. is just one of the biggest ones um, because they get in there and then they're feeling you know burnt out and they're not able to focus um, but the second one is just not realizing how much they need to eat over the rest of the day mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we have a focus on that 2,000 calories just because we see it on our food labels and things like that but most of our student population requires more than that right. um, so I really try and educate them on again that nutrition foundation to optimize the pre and post workout right right super wow good information great information so I want to thank you for coming uh, no I'm gonna I'm, when you see me in the gym next time I'll have I my know. banana I'll have my protein Perfect. and I will be like muscling you out of the way to get to the machines because fine. I am gonna be bulking <laughs> up here so Laura O'Brien here she is a specialized uh, dietitian sports nutrition and I think what we want to remember is that there's science behind this. So before you start reading magazines or going to the internet mm -hmm. to find out what people who may be ath athletes or athletic are eating, you really got to understand that there's science behind Absolutely. this. Absolutely. And you really make sure that um, there are sports nutritionists that put a lot of effort in this. And, and I, as I started in the beginning, sports nutrition is so important that we see these teams, these, you know, uh, New England Patriots, the Chicago Bears, the Olympics, hiring mm -hmm. sports nutritionists because they understand the yeah. science behind it. So this is, isn't something that you just do lightly, but think about that you fuel your body all day and then maybe some special fueling during your workout so you get the most. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for having me, Joan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Spot On. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji Blake. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joan Salji Blake. Please subscribe to Spot On through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcasts. Also, visit our Facebook page to join the conversation and tell us what you'd like to hear in future episodes.
And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?